Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, everyone. It's V, the Girl Economist, and we have with us the cowboy himself. He is uh, the crypto cowboy, crypto cow person. Uh, we only use proper pronouns. His pronouns are barbecue sauce and cattle. Uh, then we have, of course, CJ. His uh, pronouns are tequila. And uh, what's the other pronoun, CJ, that you like to use? I self-identify as either tequila or whiskey, one of the two. Whiskey, tequila and whiskey. And I am uh, 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 soy and zir. That's that's my uh, my my pronouns as well. You know, so it's one way you guys know that zir. So yes, zir. Uh, I also like to go by mix. Okay, you can call me mix. <laughs> Actually, see, your pronoun should be tequila and mix. Tequila, tequila, <laughs> tequila mix, and mix. And whatever's available in the refrigerator that's cold to mix it with. That's it. <laughs> Occasionally, son's bay drinks and my wife's uh, uh, water spirits. I can't remember what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, folks, check us out roguenews.com, rogue news on Twitter, rogue news on rogue news on Twitter, rogue news on on Twitch, rogue news everywhere you want us to be. We are the place geostrategic, geoeconomic, geopolitical, geo everything, and uh, we give you in the best, most colorful way possible. So, this is one of those places where. Uh, a lot of times we've been ahead of the curb um, in, 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 in so many ways, and uh, we're very proud of that. Uh, lots of things to cover here. You can also catch Cowboy. He hangs out of the Discord. He is lurking there in the shadows and sometimes out of the shadows, but you can find Cowboy over there. If you need to get onto the Discord, just email CJ at CJ at RogueNews.com. CJ at RogueNews.com. Uh, please identify him as his pronouns, Tequila and Mix. Uh, he really likes that. And uh, with that being said, what's up, guys? How, what's going on? How are you? Good, man. It's uh, Thursday morning. Um, we have uh, Jay Powell running his useless mouth. And I guess we're on YouTube now, so we're going to, you know, like be uh, careful, right? No, we're not. Minutes. Oh, we we're, are we're not doing YouTube at all. Yeah. What? We're, yeah, we're on YouTube for just a minute. Yeah, we're oh, good. We're good oh right for all the YouTube people, I forgot about that. There's a little link up there that says that we're live on YouTube. Look. YouTubers, here's the deal. Stop being freaking lazy. Follow us over onto Twitch. It's really not that bad. And again, also check out roguenews.com, Rogue News on DLive, and then eventually we're going to, and also I think we upload to Rumble whenever we can. That's always been a uh, uh, not the most seamless thing, but it is what it is. Uh, and then, of course, Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. So we're on YouTube for another five to seven minutes, and then we're going to hop off, and we're going to be on uh, Twitch and DLive and whatnot, so make sure you hit the links in the description box. And with that being said, with that being said, well, well no, we no, we're not that. ending it. We're not ending. It. We're not ending yet. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and, and again, I mean, I think that I apologize. Like, look I'm at, like suffering from terrible allergies. No, 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 that's okay. If you look at the last, I think like you know, twelve hours in regards to the uh, the, the news cycle. I mean, it's always 
it's always fast. It's always, it's always furious. Um, you know, it, and so I think that the, the, uh, what it was it called the student loan, you know, forgiveness as well as <laughs> the wonderful image for that. I, mean, I mean, they always, they always have these wonderful terms that make things like feel good. You know, it's, it's the home, land security defense spending bill it's the uh response bill it's the anti-inflation spending bill all these reasons basically to create more debt on top of you know because let's face it economically the united states is in the best position that we've ever been in dj we're the richest <laughs> country in the world we have the largest economy in the world we have the most liquid markets in the world we have the most powerful military in the world we have the greatest geniuses that in, in the world we're the most talented people in the world we're the most beautiful people in the world we're number one we're number one we're number one we're number one yeah I married an Eastern European <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think I think what's needed next is the World Wrestling Federation to have a USA wrestler. Like well, let me tell you something, Jane. <laughs> United States of America, what you gonna do when democracy runs wild on you, brother? See? We have it already. We just need to figure out what it's gonna look like. And we would have the most successful wrestler ever in the World Wrestling Federation. We would. It's 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 literally theater of the profane. That's that's exactly what uh, what uh, modern American politics is. It's devoid of logic. It's devoid of statistics. It's devoid of mathematics in the sense of reality and what the hard numbers actually say. Anything further away from facts is what you know. What U.S. politics is all about these days. It's disgusting. I cannot even recognize my own country anymore. Uh, sad to say, uh, you have so much subversion that occurs from the foundation to the topmost stone. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. Is, is uh, Randy the Macho Man still alive? Well, you or can do a great do Macho Man impersonation. What do you do? What you do? What you do? A pro neocon <laughs> Macho Man. Good. You looking for a little excitement? Snap into World War Three in a recession. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's what Snap I'm talking about, brother. Snap into a Uh oh, looks like we have a Ric Flair fan also. Oh. Rick Flair, <laughs> come on, the I nature douse your face in blood and go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> See, I'm old school. I remember like Dick the Bruiser. He actually came to my hometown. Who the hell is little... Dick the Bruiser? See, you guys <laughs> don't even like know. Day so Dick the Bruiser was the original badass way back in the day. Somebody in the chat room oh. is going to back me up on that. That's my age. But you, people don't even remember Dick the Bruiser. He was a badass. Or like wow. uh, Cactus Jack. Dick, I'm going to look up Dick the Bruiser. No one okay, knows Cactus go Jack either. Dick the Bruiser. CJ, I swear to you, if some gay image comes up here, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> Texas Payne, remember? He's like, damn, CJ, old school as fuck. <laughs> damn, I agree. But I used to watch wrestling with my dad when I was little, and Dick the Bruiser was like the original badass. Like, he came to my hometown to this show. I used to watch uh, uh, like King Kong Bundy. Did you find it, V? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Dick the Bruiser can't be older than King Kong Bundy if he was going on when you were a kid. No, CJ, I think you're not like the same age. Probably late seventies, early eighties. Oh no, CJ, I think you got a couple years on me then. Oh yeah, I know V and I are the same age. I'll be fifty three this December. Holy no, crap. no, no, I'll be fifty two this December. <laughs> you have a, whenever you have a, a December more... birthday, you always have to look at the year and then figure out you're late in the year. So CJ, I hate you. Did you not find it, dude? What the what? hell is this? Dick the Bruiser. Yeah, I, I typed in Dick the Bruiser and look what comes up. No, no, don't. we're on YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> we're on YouTube. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> no, no, I got it. I got it. Dick, Dick the Bruiser. Oh, my God. 
uh, not your Huckleberry <laughs> said Big Bruiser. I know her. <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you got to type in like wrestler. All right, here it is. Dick the Bruiser. There he is. There okay, he is. He, he looks mean, bro. He was original badass. Look like, at this guy. Play. He has no teeth. No steroids. Just, just you know, just, just straight a out. Big old dude. Yeah. Wow. Who's he with here? Yeah. You got that. People know him. What's he yeah, wearing over here? Like a chastity belt? I think so. Yeah. That's probably his championship belt. Hold his waist in. <laughs> he might have been pregnant during the time. <laughs> oh my god! You know those wrestlers. He was early to the arrival. Wow. Well, you know what? It's back then. Men were men. You know. Thank you, Annie. Annie remembers him. Oh man, Dick yeah, the definitely Bruiser. before my time. This is before my time, definitely. And we're. Uh, Cowboy, you and I are the same age. That's right. So this is before CG. You got a good what? Seven years on us? Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. easily. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's move. Well, that was fun. Take the bruiser. That was got fun. some gay porn. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, I know this great wrestler named Blowjob Johnson. No, no, don't bring him up, please. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't gonna stay on YouTube. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's fine. We haven't said anything wrong. No, we, we have. We're, we're yeah. still under community guidelines, but we are. We are actually with YouTube. It's it's makeup and BJ tutorials at this point. So you could probably say that. You, stuff. We could, as long as we we say it's for uh, the alphabet, um, you know, people. Then it's then it's fine. And alphabet, <laughs> it could be LGBTQ. It could be CIA, FBI at these days. You know. <laughs> The alpha. And they're, they're and the same. It, they're indistinguishable. And wardrobe trials, try-ons start next next week. We're gonna start That's, doing you know, bikini try-ons, you know, pajama try-ons, oh. and everything before before our full show content. I'm looking forward to that. Cowboy, we talked about uh, Jay Powell opening his flapping his big mouth. Let's talk about. Let's get into it, man. Let's go talk about Jackson Hole and the Powell blurb. Uh, as as we are literally going full tilt, man, we are printing to oblivion, brother. Yeah, we are. I mean, it's uh, I let me uh, go ahead and I sent the link to you guys in email, but yes. I can put it in a private chat too if that makes it any easier. Which one do you want? Uh, uh, futures jump it actually says futures jump is China ads. That's what it says. It's there. There you go. So, yeah. So basically, I mean, look that. Forget the China news. It, the, the little we're off YouTube. Of Speak at will. We're off YouTube. Go for it. We are, okay. Well, either way, forget the China news. It's it's a trillion yuan. It's 146 billion. It's not going to prop up their major problems they're having right now with their housing sector. Um, although I do think they have the ability to handle that, but that's not what Jay Powell is a separate subject. And I think to keep it really, I was kind of hoping that we would get what he's saying. We get some news on that because he's supposed to speak at 830 um, however, I've not seen any articles come out yet. So the article, you know, was pre the meeting and it's really simple. Um, they're kind of like, they're walking the line right now between, you know, okay, we need to fight inflation. They also want to say that, uh, peak inflation is a thing of the recent past. They want to say that, okay, you know, we still need to tighten, but not as much. Look, I think that what we'll probably see is, I mean, look, maybe some more hikes, but they won't be as severe. Maybe not that many more hikes. Um, I think that 
and, and again, uh, Veep, your information is part of this. And, and this is where I'm going to ask you to chime in really, chime in really. Um, but I think we'll probably see more, a little bit more hiking, a little bit more volatility to the yeah. downside um, co- going through the election. And then maybe they'll just kind of let it be flat and just, I don't know. I, honestly, I think they're waiting for retail. <laughs> retail is like everyday Joe Blow traders. And I think they're waiting for retail to have to sell their assets to pay their bills. I think that once we get some kind of a cascading retail, either, you know, liquidation or redemption, I think then they'll, okay, we've squeezed everybody enough. We're going to reposition. And I think they'll just turn the printer back on. Um, now V, I know you do. And again, if I can find anything about what pal has actually said, um, at the Jackson hole symposium, then I'll, you know, I'll send a link over and we can put it on the show, but just the brief blurb. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think there was only like very, very little guidance at all that was uh, said in regards to the preview of the meeting. Uh, but uh, apparently they made it sound like they that they are going to at some point look at the actual interest rates um, to aggressively counter uh, the inflation. But let's keep in mind, like when they say aggressive, what does that mean? I mean, wh- what's it been this year? Like 75 basis point. That's it. Right. Like it, is that all that we've received? So what, what does aggressive mean to them? And, and is it just lip service because they understand that they cannot move the financial mechanisms the way they did several years ago to impact inflation? Good. V. Yeah. I think um, in terms well, just of, quick, uh, yeah. oh, I got a fact check. I got, I think it's been two or three hikes at 75 basis points this year. Yeah, it has been. It has been. Um, again, excuse me. I've been suffering from terrible allergies Oh, ever since moving to the Midwest, it's been killing me. I know I should have just went to the tropical island and just relaxed, ate bananas all day, and I would have well, been you fine. Well, you could have seen New York and got shot or raped or whatever. You know, I, you know. I, you know see, the way that my head has been feeling with the with the watery eyes, the sneezing, the, the, the post-nasal drip, I would prefer to be carjacked at this point. You know what? I want to be carjacked. I'm, you know what? I want to be mugged on Fifth Avenue. It's kind of kinky. That's some kink right there. I'm going to kink shame you. That's 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 some sort of it's a that could be a rape. You're going to be a mug, man. We got to play that video I sent you after after you talk about pal and all that. We got to play the equal rights and equal lefts video that I sent. Where'd you send it? Put it on private. I man. sent it an e- email. It's uh, I sent a separate email after I emailed those the the links. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We'll we'll see. Oh yeah, 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 later. yeah. Yeah, we'll pull that up. All right, so uh, J Pal, what the hell is Pal going to do? Right, you have. Joe Joe Biden. Look, folks, here's the deal. Inflation only happens with one thing and one thing alone. It doesn't happen in the private sector. It only happens in the public sector. It only happens when governments go full-blown monetary crazy. We're talking about, you know, printing, stimulating, twisting, zerping, nerping, you name it. Tarping, whatever you want to call it. Quantitative easing, whatever. So Biden just announced close to a half a trillion dollars in student loan bailouts. Now, you got to understand, we're already in an inflationary fire. We're already in a situation while this whole damn thing is, is absolutely on fire. And it's not creating any sort of confidence within the marketplace. And if you look at the market, the crypto market, the equities market, which, you know, Cowboy's going to get into later in the broadcast, but when you look at it, everything has been kind of stagnant. Everybody's been, you know, what's the Dow bouncing around right now? Just let me just you know, do a quick little. Yeah, I search. got it up here. 
33, right? So if you look at the numbers, bro, the last six months, the last 10 months, we've been bouncing around between 31, 33, 34. And it's pretty funny when you look at the crypto market, what have we been doing? 21, 23, you know, around there as well. So it seems like when you're tracking the down, you're tracking Bitcoin, they kind of, there's a similarity there, right? What does that mean? Does that mean the market's going to take a shit tomorrow and the market's going to absolutely give up and and then crash to 5,000 points tomorrow? No, it's not. What it is, it's it, it's literally in a stagnant in, in a stagnant point. It's range locked, and they're seeing what the next move is. Now, Powell's going to probably come out today. He's not going to announce another rate hike. They're not going to do that. They're not going to make it, you know, one total point. You know, it, it, make it you know one percent or a hundred basis points in order to get any anything done, right? <clears throat> but this is going to be hot on the heels of Biden saying a half a trillion dollars to pay for student loans which is insane, right? Absolutely insane. And, of course, we all know why they're doing this. They're doing this in order to get votes from young people. The second thing here is this. This is pouring more and more gasoline, lighter fluid, a, a, a flamethrower on an already blazing inferno, which is, in, you know, which is the inflation that we're facing in this country. It's going to backfire tremendously. Now... The whole thing here, especially how this is going to play out, is private equity is just chilling. The markets right now, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's going to crash. It's going to, it's going to come down. They're going to have a major downturn in the market. And, uh, oh, my God, the, 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 we're going to head into a crypto winter. Uh, you know, Brian Armstrong was talking about it, this, that, and the other. We're already in the winter. This is the winter that they're talking about. Okay? How long is this going to last, this quote-unquote winter that we're in, this quote-unquote um, the market, this doldrum. Folks, what happens this fall is going to be very interesting, okay? And, uh, you know, the other day I've had a, a buddy of mine, Todd, who just sent me a, a clipping from a, a, a Texas newspaper where they are pushing back against ESG. They're pushing back against BlackRock, and several, several states are doing it. So this is all converging to the fall. What's going to happen in the fall? Right, we have the midterms. I am going to tell you the amount of public equity that has been put behind red state candidates to absolutely slaughter it. it, it it's in at this point, okay. And I'm going to tell you this: you're going to see a the the market is just right now in a state of consolidation. There's a lot of confluence in the market. And I'm going to tell you right now, right in the fall, right after midterms, it's going to have the rocket boosters put back on. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to say this. Cowboy, you ready for this, man? Ready. Dow 40,000, get the T-shirt. <laughs> Dow 40,000. No, no. You, you forgot the Democrats, Democrats, the, the, the Democrats, the, the Democrats have an ace in the hole. Oh, what's the ace? Uh, I'm sharing it on the screen right now. Oh, there it is. <laughs> CJ, could you make that, oh, Campbell, could you make that bigger? There it is. <laughs> Student loan forgiveness. There it is. <laughs> you got the, but I'm you the, got the, the millennial voters. <laughs> Because... Well, it, you know, and, and I think just to like 
you know, piggyback off that for just a moment. I mean, unless I'm completely wrong, which definitely could be, but I think in terms of, of that student loan forgiveness, which some people are estimating, you know, 200 billion. So anytime the, the figures that you see, you can basically take that two or three times that amount. So okay. I'm sure it's very, it's much more significant than that, but you know, let's remember that this is not a, uh, uh, how they're painting it as a, a student loan forgiveness. This is another bailout program, right? That's all it is. This is another bailout program. And why? Because for the past two and a half years, there has been rules established that they have been basically putting a pause on student loan repayments. And for the financial institutions, they just cannot keep doing that. Do you think banks can just say, oh, by the way, you don't have to pay your car payment. You don't have to pay your, your mortgage. Oh, you're you're a, good. We'll wait two one. years. We'll wait for two years. You're you're good. So now the financial institutions are coming forth and saying, "Hey, look, we hold a lot of this student loan. Um, you you you. The, two years ago, Trump gave billions of dollars to big pharma, to municipalities, and they disguised it as this COVID relief fund that we need to do this. We had this year alone that Biden said, "Hey, look, we have to do something to stop Russia." We have to prop up the military industrial complex and the weapons uh, manufacturing industry by, you know, ordering billions upon billions of dollars of weapons. So we're going to prop up that industry as well. And so now the financial sector is saying, hey, we need our payout as well. We, we need our money. So what are you going to do, federal government? Well, here it is. It's, it's the student loan forgiveness. And this is basically going to be another wealth extraction from the middle class. So Congratulations. If you don't have a student loan bill, which I paid mine off, I paid, I paid mine. my wife paid her off. My wife paid her master's program. So congratulations to every one of you, because you now have a student loan bill in the terms of increased taxes, which, by the way, that billions of dollars are getting ready to create is going to go towards the GDP. They're going to con consider that productive growth. to yes. our economy. I mean, time and time again, there's so much bullshit that happens with these things. And the libtards, they celebrate this as a good thing, like, Oh, yeah, he's doing some good things here. But, you know, again, it just it's one of the factors that takes a, a major play in terms of establishing what's happening in between the election cycles. So so Trump was able to create and you can look, look at the data, the, the amount of, of, of debt that Trump created in his four years. And we felt good about it because why? Because we supported Trump. We were like, hey, it's the right thing to do. Everything that Trump's doing, he's our candidate. He's our A team. If he's going to print trillions of dollars, he's doing it for the right reasons. OK, and now what happens four years later, you have the opposite side that's saying, hey, there's even more debt being created. And why? Because that's our candidate. That's our boy. So we're going to support it. And it's a vicious cycle that happens time and time again, because we want to pretend like these election cycles matter and they truly don't. It's just a reason to warrant more spending because it's our team that's leading the charge and we buy into it. Like it, it, it hurts me to say this, but I think. American people may be the dumbest people on the earth to continue buying into this cycle. I'm just, I'm just so over it, guys. I mean, you hit the nail on, yeah. on several fronts, CJ. Several well, fronts. This, this uh, student loan debacle is actually an analogy to everything that's wrong with the way that we manage our money as a nation, right? Now, we haven't had control of our money since 1913 and arguably before that. So we can't necessarily be blamed as citizens. Um, in a way we can, I don't want to get too philosophical, but as far as the actual money flow is concerned, think about it this way. Would you, and we saw in 2008, what happened when you give home loans to people who cannot afford them. 
you know, you don't give an $800,000 arm to a cockroach making 35,000 a year. You just don't do that. Um, well, in this case, look at, uh, okay, you want to go into STEM. There's a high probability that coming out of STEM, that's, you know, what is it? Uh, science, technology, uh, engineering, and medicine. When you come out of that, there's a high probability that you will have the income to pay those loans back, right? For, I don't know, Scottish lesbian dance therapy, like there's probably not going to be any way that that degree is going to give you the money to pay back the loans that you took out on it. So, you know, and but we live in this world where it's kind of like that same thing where everybody's entitled to own a house. It's like, well, everybody's entitled to get a degree. And I think they also encourage that because the universities are a big socialization center. So you send people there. I came from a good conservative family. And for a short time, I went over to the left because I had stupid. And I just went to college and I listened to what they said. And it didn't take me very long to, to go ahead and come back home. But just saying that, that the way that we spend money, that this is a perfect example. You just, there, it's throwing money down the toilet. It's the worst kind of loan you can do. So that's, that's my soapbox on that matter. No, very well said. Very well said. You know, the, the whole thing is, and she just has a point. It's like, we, we don't, the American, man, we are at an end stage of, of empire where you have a percentage of people that are awake and I'm not talking about woke, but are aware and 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 very conscious as to what is happening uh, domestically within their country. They see how it falls into the greater uh, political uh, spectrum, and then most importantly, they make the steps because they know their 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 empire that they're living in is collapsing. They know they need to make the preparations to get out of harm's way to get their families out of harm's way. The other, and then there's the other group of people who just love being lied to. They love being played. They think this is like, I don't know what it is, man. I think after America collapses, I think you know someone should do like a serious, you know, psychological textbook study on uh, the social impact uh, of propaganda and media on the population because we are a population right now that is lacking severe critical thinking on a geopolitical, geostrategic stage, we can, I mean, you have the average American who doesn't even know who their their state and local level politicians are, let alone their national politics, let alone how that even functions or works. So, so we are literally the dumbest population in the industrial age, in this modern industrial country, quote-unquote, that we're living in. Uh, it's incredible to see this, and we love being played. And see, you hit the nail on the head. You know, we have... Like the comment, oh, he's our guy. We need to back him. We have gone away from common sense and into the cult of personality, which is something that's very synonymous with empires right before their collapse. You have a dumbed down population, and we're get and they're given over to demagogues. They're given over to the cult of personality, and that's where we are. And uh, CJ, I sent uh, you know to you, <clears throat> me, and Gus the uh, the wonderful, amazing clip. And I don't know, CJ, if you saw the entire clip that Anomaly did. On Trump, dude, that sealed the deal for me, bro. Did you see that siege? I did. Yes. Is that the link that you sent? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send the the I'll, you know I'll play a little bit of it now, but um, you know you know what, siege? I'll, I'll give it to you. You you pull it. I up. I think there yeah. it is. I think it's already there. No, no, no. Well, that's one of them, right? But let's let's play this uh, this Trump thing first, and what anomaly says. Then we'll we'll have the Desantis. Counter, then you'll see the difference between a blowhard and an actual leader, right? Good, CJ. I'll put it on private chat. <clears throat> you'll see it. I mean, anomaly and, and the, the FDA 
like they have never been pushed before. I pushed the FDA like they have never been pushed before. Hey, what's going on, folks? Today's show is going to be an eye-opening one. Is Donald Trump going to be the fall guy for vaccines? And look, I guess in a certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. It looks like it in the news. They're starting to report that Donald Trump sought to pressure the FDA on COVID vaccines, claiming that Donald Trump pushed the FDA away from their plan to extend safety studies on coronavirus vaccines in fall of 2020. Now, we know here not to just believe the media, right? Of course, all mass media now is blaming Donald Trump for pressuring the FDA into rushing the COVID vaccines. I don't believe the media, but I do believe Donald Trump's big goofy mouth when he's constantly bragged about doing this over and over and over again. I push them like they've never been pushed before. And that's why we have it. The greatest achievements was getting the vaccine done in nine months instead of five and a half to 12 years. But... The problem is, you know, we save tens of millions of lives all over the world, but I can't talk about it because our base, our beautiful base of which some of you are there, you get angry when we mention the word vaccine. Don't get angry. You did everything you could to get this vaccine out. I know it where you stand on the vaccine. It was one of the greatest achievements. We did it in less than nine months. And to be able to do that. Yeah, but we're, but now it's years. taken a twist, right? And then people don't want it. And it probably even affects the others because, you know, there's a big situation with a lot of people don't want to take the vaccine. Well, this played right into their hands. And they want me to do public service messages and everything about everybody taking the vaccine. And look, I guess in a certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. You know, to get it done in less than nine months was a miracle. Fauci said it would take three to five years. He thought it was uh, something that just wouldn't be that effective because it would take so long to get. We, I pushed the FDA like they have never been pushed before. I wouldn't exactly say there. Uh, See, hit pause right there. They have never. This is a very bureaucratic. <clears throat> See, um, you 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 talked about this before. Right before COVID happened, right right before January 2020, when we started declaring it an emergency. What happened in 2019 with with that executive order? See, Jonathan, I know you talked about this. Yeah, we talked this to this about uh, six months prior to COVID even happening, and. And it and it kind of came out of nowhere, like it wasn't it wasn't anticipated at all. And and trying to understand the reason, well, now we know when now we know why this executive order was signed. But Trump signed an executive order six months leading into COVID that basically allowed the Department of Defense to work with uh, Big Pharma, to work with the National Institute of Health, uh, to work with the uh, FDA to streamline uh, these new vaccines and to bypass some of the protocols that were established in regards to uh, not only safety provisions, but in regards to the, the technology, uh, the testing. And he signed this executive order. And we sounded the alarm bell way back then. But unfortunately, because, again, we treat our politics like we do our, 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 our sports teams, everyone wanted to make an excuse for it. They're like, well, he's doing it because it's, it's, it's the right thing to do for, for safety. So he owns this. Yep. So I, I agree. And then who him. did he put in charge of the FDA? I forgot the guy's name. But he, it, he it, was a former right. big former lobbyist shill. Yes, yes, yeah. So so all these, you know, you have to question why all these things happen in regards to where did that technology come from? And and I firmly believe that the mRNA, did I say that right? mRNA technology, yeah, yeah, this, right. this future technology in regards to these uh, these experimental vaccines were not driven around the technology from from pharmaceutical. They're driven around probably DARPA 
and some of these experimental Correct. things that they were done and kind of like given they were given the technology to basically manufacture these things and that's how it streamlined in this you know they were able to make these so quickly i mean think about that from an, a typical time from a vaccine development from five to ten years to six months it's impossible without that exa- oh, no, without that executive uh, order the grants uh the grants for mrna technology are uh, i don't remember 10 years old i mean it's just just to start you know the uh the research for it is been around for quite a while um so yeah no you're not going to mass produce something in a few months that's just not how it works not something that's that complex and also now so this guy is running around to this day wanting credit for the vaccine well now he's going to get it and he literally just like what i think was texas tom Payne that said it in here he said he literally stepped in it he literally stepped in it right he bad well, bad th- advisors, right? Bad bad advisors. You know the the leadership or whoever surrounds Trump in terms of his, whoever's advising him has said, "Hey, look, we honestly feel that like the census is telling us that this is great election material that you should take credit for this." But uh, I'm borrowing this. I can't remember who said this, but now we're coming to the realization that the science, the scientific data, is pivoting. It's changing. Because the information and people who have been harmed by this, the insurance companies that are saying, hey, we're paying out way much more in unexpected death. The data is so compelling to show that these vaccines were so bad that now the scientific community is having to pivot away from the the vaccines and say, hey, look, you know what? Maybe we did wrong. And it's it's very unfortunate that Trump is putting himself in this situation by continuing the narrative that like, like he even gave like a Christmas messaging of, in regards to the vaccine that he felt like it was a gift from God. Yeah, it's it, stupid. It's <laughs> what he yeah, stated. The, so, the so now, cult. now he's going to eat his words. He is going to eat his words because you can't hide this when you're seeing athletes who are in prime condition in their thirties or tune, like find 20 machines and, that are like literally falling over. When, uh, you know, when you're hearing these stories, I've heard several from people with unexpected health situations occurring. You can't hide that data. You just yeah. can't. And and it's it's overwhelming now. So here you go. And even the media and the media now is starting to spin this saying that Trump pressured the FDA into making this decision. Right. And he got a million dollars from Pfizer. And then six months before the, the whole entire thing with uh, with 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 the covid blows up, he had a meeting with Moderna. They, they had the executive order in place. They needed the catalyst, and all of a sudden, they needed something to light the fuse to activate that executive order to shove vaccines down the, the, the freaking arms of people, and then they got it, all right? And, and this is where their, their bought-and-paid-for Pfizer lobbyist, who was the head of the FDA at that time, or the head of, the, of, of, of NIH or whatever, whatever uh, health services, human health services, right? Um he went ahead and, 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 and steamrolled the entire process. He said, okay, good. We, 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 we need to get this done. Emergency use case authorization and big pharma. And if you, if you look about it this way, guys, right, here's the thing. The, um, to this day, there's not a single FDA-authorized vaccine that is used to treat COVID that is right now being utilized in the United States. There is still not a single FDA-approved vaccine for COVID. Now, you might say, well, V, wait a minute. It just says, you know, that, uh, that Pfizer got approval. Correct. Read the approval. 
they got approval for a specific drug for COVID, a specific quote-unquote vaccine for COVID, which is Cominardi. Now, here's the funny thing. Cominardi is not what is being sold and utilized today to treat COVID. The shot that is that is given to people today by Pfizer is not Cominardi. It is an mRNA whatever variant that is used still under emergency use authorization. In other words, they have made hundreds of trillions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars in profit. They, they're not liable for any sort of side effects. We know that there's been a 42% increase in death from people that are between the ages of 18 and 52. Think about that. This is from insurance actuarials who do not care what your political leanings are. All they care about is the numbers. And you got this moron running around the country talking about, it's the most beautiful thing. I, I, I think it was absolutely wonderful. It was tremendous work. I want to thank everybody for making this happen, the vaccine. That's wonderful. I'm the father of the vaccine. And, and, and play the clip from Ron DeSantis. Ron says, you know what? We've been lying to you about this mRNA thing. Yeah. It needs to stop. Yeah, and I put it in for those people. Then we'll get this article. Yeah, and so the people are going to fact check it. I put the link in the description here, so you can go through and find it. But here's the executive the executive order that was signed back in 2019. So for those that want to go back and and research, we covered this. We covered this on Rogue and questioned why he was signing this. Well, guess what happened? You know, six months to a year. Well, I don't know. 2019. I can. I'm losing track of the years here, so I can't remember when COVID hit, but. I don't know. Coincidence that this was signed leading into it, you know, without going too too um, uh, conspiracy on it. But yeah, let's get back to this. Was this the video you want to play? No, no, the one that I sent you with uh, Ron DeSantis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Where where he telling you what to do with Fauci, right? Organization. I, mean, I push them like. Where is the, the, the DeSantis? Bingo! There it is. Here's what a leadership looks like. Who comes out and admits, hey, you know what? We've been lied to about this whole entire thing. Here's the difference between a blowhard, like he's he's, he's so stupid, he doesn't want to admit that he's been he's been lied to, that he's been hoodwinked, he's been mismanaged. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. No, that's a psyop. That's that's a a big psyop right there. Exactly. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the potomac. There's the difference between a real leader who does a rage tweet at 3 a.m., who actually goes out there and gets stuff done. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the potomac. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you see, Trump, Trump was put in a very difficult position, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay, yeah, he had the meeting, executive order, all that stuff, right? COVID hits. And then they have uh, people falling over, dying in China. Uh, I think uh, I think VU seem to think maybe they put something a little different out over there in China to yeah, be and, much and, more. And those videos of people falling over, it was it was actually clips from. Um, it was it, it was interesting. <clears throat> there was an actual media group that created the, the, those clips. These were Western backed media groups, right? And they went viral on having these over, and they literally paid people. And the person that told me this is, 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 is a Western source. And they actually got the name. Talk to the, the lady who owned the media group that were, that were helping to facilitate these videos that were supposedly coming out of Wuhan. And there weren't, right? Where, the, where you see people just falling on the street, hitting the, the yeah. ground, and then laying there, and then having emergency people coming out. 
it, it, I think it's a layer of things. I think it's that, and I believe that there was a, something stronger that was released in the area to, to create a much more, but it was stronger, but it was also fast burning. So whatever happened, you know, tore through the population, killed a couple hundred, maybe a few thousand, and that was that. Right. So Trump got Trump got dropped in the middle of that, thinking yeah. that's going to happen over here. So, you know, he's probably uh, look, I don't know how educated he is on how uh, immunotherapy or any of that kind of stuff. Immunology. I think he just got bad advice. And it's like, hey, we got this uh, this new jab that's going to save the world. And, you know, he probably thought, oh, well, then I'll just get that thing rolled out and I'll get some votes because I saved. You know, he, he was going to go ahead and make that like a score one for Trump. You know, and, and the thing is, though, is that, OK, we think he might be a fall guy for the whole thing. Um, however, this concept of being duped and then not wanting to admit it because of all the emotional and temporal investment, you know, that applies to also the half of the population who took the jab, too. So you got all these people who took exactly. the jab. Now they're going to be sick. So if the news, it, you know, and I'm sure they use algorithms to try to kind of check the temperature of what people are thinking. But if they are able to twist the story where all these, you know, they're going to start admitting that the jab is killing people and put it on Trump, you're going to have a big problem. Huge. You're talking about meltdown because nothing is worse than useful idiots who found out they were useful. Oh, Th my those God. are the worst. Yeah. They're the ones they send to the gulag. Right. So, I mean, you're, you know, to try to, I mean, if that is the play, if the play is to all of a sudden admit that the jab is killing people, you know, it's not just Trump that's going to be implicated. It's going to be a lot, a lot of people. Of people. Well, so and, I, I don't, but, yeah, that's a and, weird play. That's kind yeah, of a spot, weird play. Yeah. Spot, spot on cowboy. It's, it's going to be a very hard pivot, but it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that they would attempt to do that with their, their uh, fears of the midterm elections. And in particular, when they're seeing some of the, the, uh, the cycles that are happening uh, currently with some of the election outcomes. So, but one well, interesting that's thing the that, case the, the math I would have done if I were on the left is that, okay, the only people that's going to affect are people on the right who would have voted for Trump. The people on the left are too far into the matrix. They're, well, it won't, and, it and, won't turn them. Yeah, and one potential thing that it could be to, to factor in this equation, you know, not only under public pressure of the, the data that's being revealed, but also the financial aspect, right? So when you think of insurance companies and their actuaries who are, are like seeing a 30 or 40% increase in, in death payouts versus premium uh, renewals that are coming in for these life of policies, uh, they're not idly going to sit by and say, we, we can't handle this. I, I, if you're sitting there as a major life insurance company, and I'm not sure, even sure who the major players are, uh, whether it's Prudential, State Farm, I'm not sure who has the most amount of life policies, and you're seeing anywhere between a 34 to 40% increase in payouts based upon what premiums and being able to, to support that, you know, you're going to have, you're going to, you're going to lawyer up and you're going to start looking at some of the causes and the impacts that affects that. Now I'm not naive to say that it's just strictly the jab that created this. Let's, let's keep in mind that most hospitals shut down yep. all types of, of not only treatments, but assessments, <clears throat> they postpone surgeries. You know, that we, we warned about this in terms of the long-term impact that occurred this. So, so yes, there's going to be a certain percentage of death that's going to increase because of the lack of accessibility to proper treatment and because of COVID, but then there are other, other things that are impacting that. So I think it's more of the financial pressures that are going to be leaning on, on this in terms of, of potential 
uh, blame, potential how does this happen within the actual uh, financial mechanisms to to warrant this. I, I imagine at some point they'll come to some agreement before it gets to the court, before it gets to anything else where there's some type of a financial payout to those uh, insurance companies uh, that they can feel good about not uh, pressuring and going to the courts to determine who's at fault. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of horse trading. A lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of horse trading, and that's and it ha- and it would have to be done quietly, not to upset the population. I mean, these are now we're talking about some pretty. Well, we know. I mean, but 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 if you think about it, like you know, and and we, we again going back and patting ourselves on the back, and I have no problem doing that. But we at Rogue News told you that prior to the election cycle uh, that happened, and and I, you know, we we pretty much said that hey, there's potential here that that trump could could lose and people were like well because of the fraud and everything but you saw big business you saw the chamber of commerce start to put millions of dollars into the dnc because of the financial thing so so they the, the financial sector can impact election cycles when you're dealing with the the fascist states of america where not only are corporations writing laws and and policies for 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 congress and senate that hey we want this bill introduced and corporations are writing it they they can definitely if they can impact policy on a federal level then they can definitely impact election cycles as well without a doubt yeah absolutely well that's the u.s (laughs) there's always the the dumpster fire that is the eu too i've got some I don't know if you guys want to pivot to that. There's nothing wrong in the EU. There, it's a it's a place of 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 art and renaissance and infrastructure and and uh, continuous twenty four hour seven days a week energy and there's no food shortages there. There's nothing. Everything's fine, cowboy. To to take the thirty thousand foot view, the way I'm looking at this is like if I had to tell my grandkid, "Hey, what happened to Europe?" Right. Mm. Well. You know, without giving too much background, I'd say, well, pressure was applied to Russians in Ukraine to be the flashpoint, Russian, you know, uh, ethnic Russians in eastern Ukraine, and uh, Putin had enough, and uh, he went in to fix the problem, and then the West decided to put sanctions that were more damaging to the West than they were to Putin. Yeah. And uh, this is, you know, so basically, in this article that you brought up, they have a really great summation um you know because this this boycott of russia's i mean a lot of europeans i think are not really for it i think europe is split i think this is possibly the end of nato and after i read this i kind of want to get your opinion uh like i asked earlier about nato and the bond market but let's read this really quick someone made a list of what eu will not get anymore with the russia boycott natural gas rare earths inert gases potash which is a fertilizer uh, sulfur, uranium, palladium, vanadium, cobalt, coke, which is not the drug or the drink. It's actually coke, or I believe it's an energy, uh, energy, a form of energy. Titanium, nickel, lithium, plastics, glass, ceramics, pharmaceuticals, ships, inks, airplanes, polymers, medical and industrial gases, ceiling rings and membranes, power transmission, <laughs> transformer and lube oils, neon gas for microchip etching, et cetera, et cetera. So there are a ton of products that either partially made in Russia or uh, made in Russia or made by Russian partners that simply will not flow into Europe. Um, and probably the most important we've been talking all about it is fertilizer. So, you know, what's interesting is that according to this article, the Netherlands 
is like one like the second biggest food producer in the world or something, at least in certain categories. And so they're putting the kibosh on food. It's Europe is like committing a financial and economic suicide right now. Yeah. And I think that this will result in the dissolution of the EU or at least the dissolution of NATO. And the concern I have and why what I'm looking for uh, your V and CJ, your opinion on whether or not this dissolution of NATO is basically going to affect our bond auctions. And what do I mean by that is, is nobody going to be interested in the US dollar after NATO is gone? Because NATO, if you think about it, the only thing really backing the dollar is military force at this point. And yeah. if NATO is dissolved or fractured or you know, cut in half or whatever, then what is actually backing the dollar falls apart. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Do you think the dollar is going to actually take advantage of the situation or do you think it's going to have a problem? I think what we have here with, with Europe, uh, with the United States, and Europe is a vassal state of the U.S. hegemon. And the thing here is this. There's an old saying that there's no honor among thieves, right? And in Western governments, within the United States, within the UK, within Europe, you have some of the most low-educated, low-brow, idiotic, moronic criminals that are running the show. Some of those people with the most lowest-quality people that are there. Boris Johnson, Liz Truss, Joe Biden, Emmanuel Macron, Mario Draghi. The list goes on Muppets. and on and on and on. They're Muppets. They're absolute Muppets, right? And so some people could look at the moves of the Western uh, countries and say this is some sort of a, a controlled play, that this is part of some sort of master plan. Folks, they, what we're seeing here is not some sort of, you know, oftentimes we could see a, um, a systematic degradation and destruction and think that it's actually planned. Do they want their green new agenda? Do they want their great reset? Yes. But what really is the great reset? It's a return to neo-feudalism in a financialized way. That's what their great reset is. Are they going to be successful doing it? I don't think so, right? But why are they doing it? Well, they realized, you know, 20, 30 years ago that their fiat scheme, that their money printing scheme, their bubble economy that they've created, you, you, they thought they can transition it off into making it something greater. But what happened is that they didn't calculate, and this is a problem that you see in a lot of the Western elites, they never take into account human culture. And that human culture is a powerful driver. And that people are tribalistic. And that people love their culture, they fight to protect their culture, so on and so forth. So the Western elites thought that the rest of the world is like them. And so they didn't account for the rise of China to where it is now. They didn't account for the return of Russia to where it is right now. They didn't account that that in place like India is going to find their own their their own cojones, their own backbone, and start coming up against this. So what has occurred is now they realize they're not the ones calling the shots that they've been completely deindustrialized. They don't have the industrial base to even conduct war, right? Look at the HIMARS. Like, you know, we've been given so many HIMARS missile systems over to Ukraine. We don't have any for ourselves. You know, we're running low on our own, our, our own supply, these rockets, right? It's an example. We don't have the industrial production. 
And so what happens is this. Here we are today, fast forward today. They know at this point, because of the rise of China, because of the rise of the multipolar world, where the countries of the world say, you know what? We don't want to trade in the dollar anymore. We're going to follow out what's best for us and for our people and for our nation. And we're going to engage in mutually beneficial trade. We don't need you guys anymore. We don't, we don't want to be uh, you know, under the threat of coercion and sanctions and all this other stuff. We're good. And so the powers that be, that they didn't account for that. And now they're like, holy shit, what are we going to do? Well, it's all about maximizing profits. Why? Because every single Western economy, every single Western government is beholden to private corporate interests. It's beholden to private equity. So what you're seeing with the Green New Deal and, and the Great Reset and the you know the 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 hundred billion dollar bailout in Ukraine uh, I mean uh, you know war support that is in Ukraine it's just a money laundering operation. Think about it. Why is it that any sort of call that goes forward into bringing financial discipline and or audits and or accountability of where the hell we're spending money is is is, is is met with great resistance. Why is it that we cannot even find out where the money's going in the Ukraine? We, we're finding Stinger missiles in the black market in the middle of, like, Cambodia now, right? We're finding Stinger missiles and, and other types of weapon systems that we gave to the Ukrainians that are being now sold by Ukrainians. Why? For money, because they want money as well, because their country's a failed state. Their country's economy is, is completely destroyed. So what are they going to do? They're going to make as much money as possible. They're selling it to the Sudan. They're selling it here and there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. The Western mass in the United States, the United States military and competent complex and the private equity that controls them, they don't care about where these, any of these weapon systems show up. The main point is what you're witnessing is a money laundering operation, the likes of which we've never seen. The same thing goes with, with trying to provoke war with China in Taiwan. They don't want war. They know they can't win a war, right? But it's the specter of war that creates fear, that create that create that, that makes markets move, markets that they control the entry and exits for. It's what you are witnessing. We're at the end chapter, folks. We're on the eleventh hour. The time is now eleven fifty p.m. and it's about to hit midnight. That's where we are. We're in the final chapter. We're in the final paragraph of that final chapter in the story called Pax Americana, another empire that's going to be tossed into the dustbin of history. CJ and Cowboy. Well, yeah. Oh, go oh, ahead. Oh, CJ. yeah. I forgot to make one point. Well, and yeah, and gutting Europe is to the benefit. Why? Why gut Europe? Did you realize if the euro was an actually a, a much more wider, widely circulated currency than the dollar, they'd kill us a lot sooner and they'd keep Europe alive and they'd gut us? Right, but the fact that the, the the dollar is the most widely used currency in the world still is right. Even though the, the 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 dollar is the most liquid currency in the world, right, with the most amount of recognition in the world, is our saving grace. So we're the last shoe to fall, while mm. they gut Europe. Mm. Good. No, Europe. Europe is very interesting. Um, not only in terms of you know, I am not a world traveler. I don't even want to pretend to be, but. You know, if you look at Europe, you look about about how people tour the destinations there, Europe, the vast history uh, that's there. Um, you know, I would say that in terms of, of societies, in terms of development, in terms of, you know, they 
they potentially could have like a um, an aging population that um, may be a little bit more um, obedient in terms of what that's going to look like in terms of what the changing to the economic factors that are happen. And I, and I, and I think it kind of plays a part. I'm not, I'm give me, give me a little bandwidth on this, a little bit lean way, but I think there's a reason why that Europe the past several years have, have witnessed probably the massive amount of, of migrants that have flowed into Europe. And you have to question why, why would they allow that many migrants to flow into, into Europe? And, and it's not, it's not isolated, right? Like all these countries, they, they accepted all these migrants. Is it potentially because they understood the shift economically that it's going to be occurring that perhaps maybe you would have some percentage, a higher percentage of society who are going to be willing to sacrifice and kind of like, and I think that Vela's just posted it where uh, Macron said the other day that that he understands that the the world is at a tipping point yeah and that there's going to be difficulties ahead well let me ask you this if you live in a third world country that you don't have running water that you may not have accessibility to 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 clean food to um sanitation all these things how much more difficult is that going to be an established in in any country not here in the usa but in in europe and now they have a certain percentage of their population who, through this decline, are still going to be able to produce and, and do things because they live through those potential challenges. It, it may not even be any correlation at all between the amount of migrants and the changes that are occurring in Europe. But I will say this, and maybe I'm completely wrong by that, but it, it seems to me like in Europe, until here recently with the farmers and everything, and same thing in Canada that that the rebellion that happens here in the United States is different in the European nation. I don't I don't know if they have more of a cooperative society than we have here, and the laws are completely different. We witnessed that in the UK in ter- in regards to how they're able to censor people and do things differently. They're able to get a lot away with a lot more in terms of the draconian policies that they would ever get away with here, whether it's because they don't have the, uh, the first and second amendment, they don't have the ability to, de- to defend themselves. But it seems to me, I could be again, completely wrong. Um, Britain is a perfect example because they're going from Boris Johnson to the ultimate, like what's her name? I forget. I just, I Chucky. I, I, it's Chucky. <laughs> it's Liz Trust. Liz Trust. I mean, you want to talk about, <laughs> Of, about a, a shift to a woman who just admitted that she would has definitely entertained the idea of pushing the nuclear button. I think th- I think it speaks volumes in terms of of Europe and their ability, their willingness to go full scorched earth on on Europe. It's just it, it's very concerning. I'm glad it's not here in the United States. I just don't think that we would tolerate that here at some point. We would we would definitely change things. So I, I yield it to you, cowboy. Well, I get the same impression from a top down. So when you're talking about you know, other countries, Europe, Canada, any five eyes country or Western country other than us, they mostly do seem a lot more cooperative. They work together better. Um, They certainly will fall into line sooner. Um, They have a much older history with their governments. And, you know, I think it's just a general attitude. Um, You know, the Germans come to mind, Uh, for example, over there, according to a buddy of mine who is from there, 
um, you know, in their kitchen, they have three separate trash cans. They have the recyclables go into one, you have the non-recyclables into another, and then you have everything for compost go into a third and they all compost, you know, that, that's not, I mean, here it's not like that. Um, and that was a, that was like 15 years ago, you know, that was, so this is just a, a small example of, of that. Um, you know, I do think that part of the reason also here is, yeah, we're armed. Um, we have the second amendment, but I think that we're more decentralized here in general. We're a much bigger place than most of these countries. We have separate states with separate that, laws. That's our saving place, man. Oh, it is. It's the only thing. Look, there's, there's, and you know, to break things down and like to break the world down or the universe down into two separate things or centralized to decentralized. And I know we're for decentralized. I do think that when things get centralized, you can accomplish some very big things. The problem is that who's running the show? Um, you know, when you have when you have somebody like the communists, their whole thing is messed up, right? They they like right. Karl Marx assumed the best and the worst in man. He assumed the worst in man, so he wanted to create communism to solve that problem. But he assumed the best in man in thinking that a man can be trusted to lead. So it's just, it's absolutist thinking and centralization is an absolutist goal. Um, you know, I, I think that most, uh, most situations that are hybridized or tend to be better, so, you know, you can kind of make adjustments. I think the United States kind of falls into that category. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, I think the U S I think that's a big reason why we're different. We're also a lot younger as a nation. We also have had a very bloody revolution far more recently than most nations have, um, we're a very unique country. So yeah, I think we have a better chance. And also we have a lot of resources. You know, Europe doesn't have a ton of natural resources. And if they do, then they probably have a bunch of laws preventing them from getting to those natural resources. Um, so I think the U S is similar to say like Russia and China and that we do have a lot of our own natural resources. And if we had to go it alone, we certainly could. Um, I do think the UK is a little bit more similar. They're, they're like Europe, but a little bit closer to us. Um, but at the same time, you you know, UK is also the belly of the beast. So I, I don't know how to judge them. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I have to say on the matter. That's amazing, man. Here we are. It's 2022. Modern civilization. You got guys like Macron and, and European leaders saying, you know what? Yeah, cut back on your showers. Get get you know, yeah. if you're running the air conditioning, it's 90 <laughs> degrees outside. Make sure your air conditioning stays above 80 degrees Fahrenheit. If they have that's air not air conditioning. <laughs> It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. What if you what if you have somebody who uh, has you know some kind of special needs and the temperature can't be that high or they'll die? Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, too bad. Yeah. Maybe they can yeah, buy some bad. carbon credits and offset it that way. There we go. Well, I can't afford carbon credits. Too bad. How about we just turn it into soil and green and use just plant fertilizer? These people are sick. These people are sick. So this is the point, folks. Don't listen to the rhetoric. And there's a lot of brainwashing that occurs, especially in alt media and mainstream media and all these other medias. They don't have a proper global perspective, you know. And and here's the thing: you can either choose to be part of this anti-humanist deindustrialization scheme that has taken effect in, in 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 the Western world, and if God allows and God willing that the people of the West wake up and is able to take off the shackles of these criminals who are running their countries and be free of them and get rid of them and purge them, if they're able to do that, then we still have a long road ahead. Do you know how many years it's going to take us to deindustrialize? It'll take us decades. 
decades to reindustrialize. So this is the challenge it's facing. It's a very, very difficult task. Mm. Very mm. difficult. You can either be part of a system of dehumanization, anti-human agenda with deindustrialization and more tyrannical control, or you can shut off the rhetoric, look at what their countries are actually doing, not saying, but actually doing, because the West says a lot, does very little. The multipolar world does a lot and says very little. And look at the pro-human advancements as they're building civilization, as they're getting their populations to the, to the, to the next level of human, of human advancement. It's a night and day. It's night and day. Oh, I guess uh, we're yep. at the end of the show. Well, and just real quick to conclude, because let's, you know, let and it probably another uh, different show, whatever. But let's say, that for example, the idea of America, the idea of our republic, a constitutional republic, and that in the event that for uh, decades that we've been asleep on, uh, at the wheel, that our our freedoms and our liberties, they took advantage of those same freedoms and used them against us. And, and, and what I mean by that is that they've been able to uh, provide a certain level of, of, of security that we've understood in terms of what that freedom and liberty means. And now it's completely been circumvented where now they're like saying, hey, now that we've experienced this and we've navigated through this experiment and it's not worked, how do we how do we change the course of that? And we're, we're seeing it through not only uh, the technology side of, of suppression and the next level of that is, do we start changing how our food supply, our, our, our food is generated through that? We, we all are familiar with the Amish story the other day where the, the uh, Amish farmer was completely shut down. Unbelievable, they, man. It was crazy. It's ridiculous. $300,000 they find him. What for, though? Yeah, be, 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 because well, he was the, what for? Because he wasn't willing to go GMO. He wasn't willing to give his cattle um, bad food. Lot a lot of different reasons. So that's so 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 in essence that that and B, you speak to this in regards to our freedom, right? Like oh god, how free, a fucking how, illusion. How truly free are we as 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 a society? And now are finally finally it's being exposed that we aren't a free society. We yeah. we, we don't have that from our courts. Our courts that that rule against families, our our courts that in our justice department that that there's no true justice, right? Because any crimes that are being hashed out and figured out are are done by conspirators who are doing this. But then it's other people like Julian Assange, uh, Edward Snowden that expose the criminality of things that are com- are continue to be persecuted. So so we need to learn from that. And if we're going to regain that idea of of, of our republic our freedom and liberty, we need to truly understand it and change course. And it's in the 11th hour of that, as we navigate through this uh, reset that we're all going through and we're all experimenting. It's, uh, it's, it's very, very surreal to be living through this time. It's incredible, man. It really is incredible to, to be living through this time. And it's like freedom is just an axiom that people, you know, parrot. You don't have financial freedom. You really don't. Okay. Somebody who's working in, you know, who's, who's been in the, financial industry and the banking industry and and and, and god almighty man it, 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 the regulations are choking the crap out of what you can do financially in a free and, and and real altruistic way it's incredible you don't have freedom financially if you don't have freedom financially you don't have freedom at all period and then you can't grow your own food they harass the hell out of you if you're trying to you know have your own organic farm they make it impossible 
you know, one of the guys that I that I had on the channel before, and you know, he's a young guy by the name of Frank Tufano, and he's based in New York, right? He's right. He has a a, a meat uh, production facility in, in the Bronx, and he does like free range cattle, uh, free range pork products. I mean, he gets it from the best stuff. The 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 FDA raided him with fifteen cops. Fifteen cops wow. like raided him. Wow. Shut him down. He can't and the kid, he's like, you know, Frank's probably like probably late twenties. Brilliant kid, nutritionally, just uh, you know, he's a he's an advocate for, you know, for for you know you know, whole food, animal based, whole food, you know, plant based, like high nutritional quality food, whether it's plant or animals, he's a, he's an advocate for it. And and the kid is crying. He's he's like, I can't do this. I mean, he spent like you know four hundred thousand dollars putting his entire business together, and and it's taken away from him because he won't play ball. He won't play ball, and no matter where he goes and what state, if he moves his production facility from from the from New York and goes to like uh, Wyoming, it don't matter. The Food and Drug Administration will follow him anywhere and harass the shit out of him. It's incredible to see this. This is happening. Um, it's it's incredible. You don't have no free. You don't have food free. And then what's next, man? You know. Yep. The FDA yep. is useless anyway. You know. I mean, the FDA says McDonald's is healthy. Exactly. It says it's healthy enough for consumption. Right. You know, the FDA allowed for the jab under emergency use. Yeah. I mean, yep. the FDA yeah. should just be. I want all the credit for the jab, cowboy, because it's a tremendous jab. I'm the father of the vaccine. Yeah, the, uh, the NDAA, you guys remember that? Yep, yep. The, the, the National Defense Authorization, uh, Authorization Act. Act. Yeah, this when when that came out, you know, one of the uh, provisions was that you can't grow a garden. Oh wow! Yeah, because <laughs> well, that has to be yeah. national defense. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, if we can get if if we can get you don't the want idea. terrorists hiding out in your backyard, bro. In, you know? in, in, oh, in oh my gosh, he's hiding in the cucumbers. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, we know what you know what some of these government workers would like to do with cucumbers. If, if, yeah, I mean, if we could if we could get more people like to understand the 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 best plan uh, to go forward is 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 to get government out of our lives, right? That that should be the plan. Like we should make concentrated efforts to get government out of our lives, not more regulations, not more norm, no red tape. You know, not expansion of government for new IRS agents, whatever it is. It's it's kind of funny, like through this entire economic reset that we're navigating through, that the only facet of our lives that has not looked at it to say, I mean, hell, I went to the McDonald's the other day. Not only did I order, self-order at a kiosk, I actually went back and made the food myself, too. <laughs> Wait, hold the presses. <laughs> you went to McDonald's? I, I well, McDonald's. I did. I, I did because I was like, it was like really quick and I was hungry and I, it was terrible. Bro. But I should never have done it. But I did. I'm Stop sorry. by at a gas station and get yourself a protein <laughs> bar. Dude, that's, that, McDonald's is simulated food. I know. I know. I'm bad. I'm bad. But what? But hence the message here is that everything is going to like self-service. Everything yeah. is going to streamlining efficiencies, right? Everything, every aspect of our lives is moving to that. But what has changed in government? Nothing. Yeah, well, I, right? I, don't, what, I don't think there's any way to get them out, though. I don't think there's any. I think you just got to let them collapse on himself. And, and well, potentially, yes, that, yes, yes. And yeah. I, what are we going to do? We're going to tell them to go away. We're going to gather as a group. I don't think so. People are not going to get that upset until they don't have food. That's when they get upset. And then we'll have food. They'll just serve us crickets. 
So as far as I'm concerned, why are you complaining about food? Here's some crickets and millworms, and now yeah. you know Jet came on and exposed a lot of the the, uh, parasites. the parasites that you cannot kill with heating or cooking that are in these freaking insects. You can't kill them with a nuclear weapon. Yes, <laughs> is that I mean, crazy? You, know, you can. I mean, maybe like if they're right in the middle of the blast radius. Thank you, right. Hobo. Hobo has my back. I like Hobo. He has my back. He said he still goes to Wendy's for a frosty. And get french fries with it, too, because you dip those french fries in the Frosties. I heard about this hack. <laughs> I've heard about the yeah, rumors. No, it's just, I've heard that. Yeah, we used to do it at In-N-Out, dip uh, french fries in the shake. But I, I know when I was in Cal, you know what? I forgot to go to Cowboy In-N-Out. In-N-Out. Dude. Ah, oh, my dude, that's, God. Oh, I mean, they're really good. They're very affordable. I don't know how healthy they are. Um, you yeah. know, I'm not. I mean, I mean, I'm still a five guys guy, bro. Five Guys is Five good. Guys it's like in good. and out for twice the price. Five Guys is good. Yeah. Five Guys is good. There's they got Freddy's out here where I'm at. Freddy's beats them all. Which one? Freddy's um, custard? Fred, I don't know about custard, but if Freddy's, they kind of have it. It looks like a, a 50s diner, you know, checkered red and white kind of style. Oh, um, but their burgers and fries are stupid good. Oh, man. Um, okay. I'm hungry now. Forget you guys. <laughs> uh, hey, gonna make you got to throw that the left and right <laughs> video on before we go. Leave it on. Oh, yeah. yeah please, oh. CJ, play the left and right video. Equal left. I'd put it on, but I don't know. I can't do sound. I think I have it. Is this it? It's the Reddit one. Let me see. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right, I don't know if go. you can make it uh, expand it, like on the bottom right of that yeah. screen. Once I hit play, I should be able to. Here we go. It's in German. Watch her just smack him. And watch what he does. Here it goes. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> when it gets better. And she freaks out and starts crying. Like, what do you expect? Wait, wait, they'll watch this. Melissa, schmuck schnell! Watch this. Oh! Dude, why did it stop right there? The cameraman needs to commit. Come well, on, no, they, cameraman. It's not Come the in. cameraman. That that particular subreddit is called "perfectly cut off screams." So, like, that's part of the comedy is you cut it off oh, right as it's going man. down. But yeah, dude. So, okay, so here's here's the the philosophy. Like, I grew up with a cousin, my age, female, right? Mm. And she used to like you know hit us and stuff. And she's a girl; you can't hit her, right? She says, "Hit me as hard as you can," and I'm like, "I'm not going to do that." And and she goes, I said, she goes, you got to, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I said, okay, put a pillow on your stomach. Right. Oh, I, I gave her, I didn't even hit her half my, my strength. And she's Lord crying to my dad. I, I got the worst beating from my dad ever. So it's just, <laughs> I, I don't remember what happened. Like my dad beat me so bad. <laughs> so long story short, it's like, look, I don't care what your gender is. Like we're in the world of equality now. So you want to throw blows? Guess, I mean, you're going to get what you're going to get like play stupid games get stupid prizes and this this kid just freaking wailed on her like Dude. and that's what she had coming i'm sorry like the the age of chivalry is over what did it's dave over. Chappelle say chivalry is dead and women killed it yep absolutely good job feminism yeah sorry ladies i love as you, the great but, you know, dave that's, why, do, why do you think i married an eastern european it's too, exactly. like they understand they understand roles it, it, exactly. That's why I, oh, I got myself a Hispanic. Yeah, uh, as, as they say, as the great Dave Chappelle would say, "Gotcha, bitch." 
<laughs> that's a, yeah, that's because uh, that's why men drive a Porsche. <laughs> Paul Pelosi drove one too. <laughs> <laughs> into somebody else. Into somebody else. Can you believe hey, he only they, gets they five never... days in jail? I don't know what he got, but Vela's made a really good point because um, that happened. He, he brought that up on the show. And the thing to watch out for is whether or not they ever discuss who was in the car with him. Because they'd never talked about it. Yeah, I heard he was human trafficking. Wait, here's another point. Where did they <laughs> used to store all the gold? It wasn't Fort Knox. Where did we store all the, all the gold from all the other countries? I don't know. In the back of the line was the New York Fed, but where else? The Fed. Yeah. I, I heard there was gold underneath the Trade Center, too. Yeah, there was absolutely, and the, and the New York Fed is the major depository of gold. The majority of the majority of the gold was taken out of Fort Knox, put into the New York Fed underground vault, which had an, a, a tunnel that connected the New York Fed vault to the J.P. Morgan headquarters in One Chase Plaza. Back when J.P. Morgan had it, before they sold that to the Chinese, okay, because they screwed up on a, that's a whole story I went into. Like that's a whole story, yeah. yeah. So if there was gold underneath the World Trade Center. Do you think that something happened when the World Trade Center it melted? Out? It melted. Oh, oh no, oh. nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nothing just happened when, it's the, when the airplanes hit the building, cowboy, and the buildings collapsed into its own footprint at free fall speed using the path of most resistance. Nothing to the see there. Melted. And they, they they couldn't recover the gold because it melted all the way down into the Earth's magma. Yes, yes it did. and and, and yeah. here's That's... another thing, cowboy. You can be in an airplane at 5,000, 10,000 feet in the air, moving at like four or 500 miles an hour, and make cell phone calls with 1990s te- cell phone technology. Did you know that? Yeah, I was there, and I did it. Yeah. And find yeah. a passport and, on the top and, of a of a. Well, see, dude, back a, then, a passports were made from fireproof paper, bro. Asbestos <laughs> passports. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. God help us all, man. God help us all. That's hey, all look, if say. you're stupid enough to fall for it, I, I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. But all it, it, all, all this happened. Part. 9-11 was the, kickoff, was the kickoff party. That was when everything that we're seeing today, that was the kickoff was 9-11. Well, think about it. All that gold gone now. Like, how do you think the rest of the world is going to react with all that gold gone? Exactly. That's Nobody like, trusts that's us. Like, it's like what a, a Lavrov said. America is agreement incapable so true such a great term such a sterile it's like okay when a cycle with the psychotherapist describes somebody yep like they use those those sterile unemotional terms i want to disagree disagree with that (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) what are you talking about cj because he said that we're agreement incapable i want to disagree with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh you're that's funny good. <laughs> that's good. oh my god that's hilarious nice cj hell yeah all right gentlemen we are at the end of the show thank you so much guys for joining us and thank you all of us for listening to us we'll be back tomorrow velas velas will be here right siege velas will be on 11 a.m eastern 11 a.m keep it locked keep it loaded and with that being said cowboy thank you so much for joining us on thursday love hanging out with you buddy well, folks, that's it. Check us out at RogueNews.com. Uh, follow Cowboy over at the Discord. Uh, Cowboy is an absolute one of the best technical traders I know. Uh, you want to learn some of the ins and outs, you can get a hold of Cowboy. He will show you the way. And uh, He'll show I, you the way. Yeah. And by the way, everybody, charts, not much going on. Range locked. It's not much we're talking about at yeah, this point. It's, it's going to be like back this in the, November. Look at the last two shows. It says everything. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. With that being said, we're over and out. Take it away, CJ. I got to go eat. I'm going to go eat some soy.